Hey everybody, uh, this is Kyle Means, editorial director of WeAreRegalRadio.com. Before we get off into this uh, this special episode uh, where we detail the Bears' schedule and everything, just wanted to do a quick shout out and a dedication of this episode to Chet Coppock uh, in his memory and his name. Um, you know, the news actually knew the news of him passing uh, earlier today when uh, we recorded this should have mentioned, should have brought him up then, but uh, that just slipped my mind, but uh, I'll, like I said, do it here with this intro. Uh, Yeah, definitely uh, condolences to his family and to everyone who grew up listening to him and uh, watching him on TV and all that stuff. That definitely includes me, you know, just about anybody who grew up watching Chicago uh, following Chicago sports for the past 50 years, 50, 40, 50 years, I guess. They, you know, they say he's been to every Bears home opener for the past 60 years. That's an amazing feat in and of itself. But uh, that doesn't get into all the all of what he did as a broadcaster, really pioneering sports talk in Chicago. And uh, it's all the years on television and stuff. Really an amazing career and an amazing life. So uh, definitely uh, thank you, Chet, for all that you've done. And uh, we'll continue on in your in your memory. Um, try to continue on the legacy of uh, great Chicago sports coverage. All right, Bears fans, football fans of all ages, uh, we're here. We are RigorRadio.com. Kyle Means, editorial director, a football writer extraordinaire, Ryan Bukovetsky, was on the line. And today we're just giving you a quick additional segment, a nice little bonus here. Uh, in the wake of the release of the Bears' official schedule for 2019 uh, last night, it was official. But uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of you saw the uh, the the leaks. You know, in the hours before in the, in the afternoon, there was uh, those games were starting to come out, and uh, you know, every like I said, it was unofficial then. Wasn't sure just exactly you know what the times would be and. Uh, what the you know the night games would be at that time, but eventually the NFL uh, made it official Wednesday evening with a big special uh, release, you know, on on their network and everything. I think ESPN has something too, of course. And uh, you know, it's pretty pretty fun, uh, you know, pretty fun way to get you know star creeping back into football, regardless of how much you may have been into the draft stuff. You know. And with that said, listen to our draft previews if you want to catch up with that on uh, War on Anchor, of course, and all our other platforms. And um, but uh, regardless how much you're into the draft, you know, if you're into football, you're definitely into the actual games. And uh, you know that that anticipation for the upcoming season is always real, and definitely is real for the Bears and, and I think for Bears fans all around. Uh, going this. this the, the way the schedule is set up, this is going to be a, a real showcase year for the Bears. And, you know, that's to be expected given what their success in 2018, the division winner, uh, you know, and when the Bears are successful, that typically get, garners them a lot of attention throughout the league. And, you know, the first thing that jumps out with the Bears schedule is their uh, – Several games that they're going to have in prime time. They're going to be represented all across the board. Uh, Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night, and Thursday night they're going to, they're going to actually play two Thursday night games this year. It's already been announced. Uh, the Bears are going to be starting off the season against the hated Packers, uh, the rivalry game, the oldest rivalry in the league, starting off the season completely. Uh, this hundredth year anniversary of the NFL. Uh, that's uh, you know pretty. Me and Ryan have talked about it before. A pretty cool way 
to kick off this anniversary season by acknowledging that old rivalry and uh, really these two primary teams that uh, where the history of the league, so much of it is entrenched in Green Bay and Chicago and they get to kick off the season. So really a lot of exciting things going on with the Bears schedule. But I'm going to kick it over to Ryan. And, uh, you know, Ryan, if you if you like, man, uh, you know, give a give a couple thoughts on your uh, you know your first thoughts on the schedule as you look at it, and uh, then we'll uh, we could go over week week by week. But uh, first, give uh, some of your initial thoughts on the schedule that that you know as it's been released. Yeah, definitely, Kyle. Uh, usually, the first thing I look for is when is the bye week. You always, I guess. Have to kind of look for that. Where's the break in the season? And especially with the Bears, just knowing which week I'm going to have to just survive without them. And wait right. for them to play again the following week. But uh, it comes a little bit early this year, week six. So they'll have five games beforehand. And uh, I look at that stretch as kind of like the first part of the season. It looks uh, just kind of overall like a, a decent start. I mean, they're going to be a step up in competition. We knew that coming into uh, the schedule night, because even before this, on the Bears' website, they have their future opponents, but we knew who they would be playing, and whether it be home or away, we just didn't know what week and what time, yeah. and now that we have all that information, you can kind of see how a road to the potential playoffs is going to be built again, and then uh, towards the end of the schedule, and the middle part, you see a lot of NFC games, and uh, they're going to be uh, really uh, playing some of the top competition in the NFC and in the AFC, if you look at it with some of their games against like Los Angeles, the Chargers, and the Rams, you look at Kansas City, and then of course the Saints, the Eagles, a rematch with them after the playoff loss last year. So they're gonna they're gonna have to do what they did kind of last year and play the division well, play the conference well, and if they can do those two things then they're gonna have a good shot at getting back into the playoffs. Yeah, and, and when you talk about the schedule reflecting uh, the reflecting the Bears' success, you know that's that's entrenched in how the NFL works. For those who don't know, uh, the 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 league uh, formulates the schedules around the placement that you have in your division of the previous year. So if you're a first place team, which the Bears were. That you're going to play if the Bears were a first place team in 2018. We should say you're going to play a first place schedule in 2019, which means that you're going to play the division. You're going to play the best division team, the best teams in each division that you're assigned to play against. Uh, in the Bears' case, they play the best team. They play the division winning teams in each of the NFC divisions. Uh, in the AFC division, that was that they're scheduled to play. What is that? The uh, the, uh, the West. 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 So that means that they're going to play a division winner in AFC West as well, and that is Kansas City. So that that makes a big impact where where you talk about for you know projecting and forecasting the season because you know as a division winner that you're going to play you know probably the toughest competition that you're going to that you're going to play in your division, and you're playing teams that you know made the playoffs, a host of them, if not the majority. The difference from this year to last year was that the Bears played a last place to last place schedule last year because in twenty seventeen they were a last place team. So that helps that helps in turnarounds. When we look at the NFL and you have, you know, the commonplace uh phenomenon of going from worst to first, you know, that happens much more in the NFL than it does in other sports and in part because of the scheduling balance that they have. And it and it also leads to teams that have great success in one year sort of falling back or falling off in general in, in general. Um, you know, not maintaining that success for multiple years because you have to play tougher schedules as you go along. So yeah, it will be interesting definitely in that way and I, and I'm definitely the bye week, like you say, figure is pretty high. And um, you know, I remember you know, I remember with last year, you know, the Bears in particular, they had that busy uh preseason. You had the five game preseason with the 
a Hall of Fame game. And, you know, it, it was pretty much nonstop going through August for them. So, you know, they kind of needed an earlier bye week. And I, I believe they got an earlier bye week uh, last year. But they needed that last year. This year, not so much. They're going to have, you know, regular uh, – no, they don't. They don't have to. I don't think they're going to have to start camp as early as they did last year, and they won't have. They're only going to play four games, so they they have their bye coming up in the sixth week, more so in the in the middle of the season than uh, you know than it was last year. So let's look at those first five games uh, leading up to the bye. Of course, you have Green Bay at home in the opener Thursday, September fifth. Then that gives you 10 days off of rest because you have that Thursday game. The next game isn't until September 15th. It'll be an afternoon game, uh, uh, the road opener at Denver. So when you talk about the storylines, Ryan, right away, you got the team's oldest rival in the first game. And then you got the, uh, the reunion with Vic Fangio. In the second game, what do you think about that coming off? Yeah, that's a, a nice little test for the Bears right away. I mean, obviously, hosting Green Bay, that's going to be a little bit easier than being on the road. So that's a nice little start for them, but it's going to be in prime time. You've got Aaron Rodgers. We've talked about this before earlier when we uh, learned the Bears would be opening against the Packers and hosting them at Soldier Field. So it, obviously just a huge game in general because it's a division game. And really when you're talking about success and when you look at schedule day and all that stuff, it, it's great to break down and analyze matchups. And it's a lot of fun to do it. But what everyone needs to remember is you got to play well against your division. you got to play well against your confidence. So anytime you see a division game, that's about as important as you get. Because a big reason why the Bears were able to get to the playoffs was that 5-1 division record that they had last year. If they aren't able to match something similar against the division this year, they're going to be way more susceptible to losing the division and have to try it again via the wild card. And you never know how good a conference is going to be year out. It would seem like the NFC is a pretty good conference overall, and a lot of people felt that way last season. So you really want to just take care of your own business, and that's Green Bay. And then you look at that Denver game. You go on the road at Denver. It's a tough place to play with the altitude. Vic Fangio is very familiar with what Matt Nagy wants to do and very familiar with the defense in general. So that'll be a really tough road test for the Bears. And I think they'll be – they may not be favored in that game. I think they will be, but it'll probably be pretty close. I guess it'll depend how they look against Green Bay primarily. But Denver, you know, they're going to be really reliant on what Joe Flacco can do. If he is not a very good quarterback for them, it's going to be probably a defensive matchup. And maybe Mitch, with his athletic ability and hopefully taking another step forward, could be the difference in some of these games on the road. Because that's a that's an area where the Bears will want to improve upon from last year. They were a very good home team. Now they be a really complete team, both at home and on the road. Yeah, and you look at that Denver matchup with the familiarity that's going to be, you know, sort of embedded in that in that matchup with the Bears knowing Fangio and Fangio knowing the Bears. You're probably going to see two teams that are really going to go, try to get after each other's quarterback, and then the game probably will break down to, you know, between you know Flacco and Mitch, who's going to do better against the other team's pressure. And who's going to make less mistakes? And you know, if you know, if uh, I would be willing to bet with with Mitch, and you no, know, on the, at, at this point in his career against Flacco, you know, so you know, maybe that'd be an edge that the Bears can utilize, you know, with a, just a you know a bit more of a more explosive and uh, you know, off a bit more of an explosive offense that's coming off more success from last year than Denver's is. So, uh, but still, Denver, you know, historically is one of the toughest places to play in the NFL. So to get that matchup, I guess it helps too to get it early in the season. So you you're less likely to deal with inclement weather out there, and uh, right. so it might be a, might be a, a better day 
uh, to play out there than they would later in the year. But uh, let's go go uh, further into the schedule. Uh, three more games prior to the bye. You got another road game at Washington that should be, uh, uh, yeah, that will be Monday Night Football Affair, the 23rd. So then you got the short week right after that. Minnesota comes into Chicago, so back to the division. And then another another storyline game, traveling to Oakland on uh, October 6th. Uh, so that'll be our first time seeing um, uh, our first time seeing John Gruden, of course, who was in, in the Raiders all, you know, for a long time, they're going to be connected to the Bears. We talked last week uh, on our last uh, draft special. We talked about the Raiders and you know the trade with uh, Mac and the fallout there, and you know how that can impact their draft as well as the Bears. And of course, it impacts the Bears draft, but how it could impact the Oakland draft. And um, like I say, those two teams are, are always going to be tied to each other because of the Mac trade. And this time, we'll have Mac. You know, in Oakland, you know, probably trying to tear off, you know, uh, David David Carr's head at every turn at, at every turn in that game. Every time he uh, every down, he's going to be probably uh, going out. Let's say David or Derek. I'm I'm, I'm I'm not sure which one is which. But uh. Oh, and one one other thing too, pal. That game is actually going to be played in London. That's going to be the Bears London game. Oh, you oh, thank you, thank you for correcting me. That yeah, that is the London game. Uh, so they won't be in Oakland, which makes sense anyway, because Oakland is barely in Oakland at this point. But uh, yeah, that's the London game. That's a uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in in uh, in Marriott, England. So that well, I guess that'll be uh, like I said, another interesting wrinkle to the season. Uh, what what are your thoughts on on that block of games uh, that lead to the bye? I guess you know it helps that uh, again it'll help the Bears that they have the bye right after uh, making the the transatlantic trip there. Yeah, and I think that that's probably why they're getting the early bye week, and that'll definitely help with them. And you know, just kind of looking at that block of games, I think it's it's a critical stretch for them, and uh, at least you know if you want to get off to a fast start, I don't want to go too crazy on critical stretches or anything like that, but sure. you would think with the first two games you have uh, Green Bay and Denver, you would think probably going one and one against that, those two teams, especially being on the road in Denver, a tough place to play with the altitude and uh, you know playing Aaron Rodgers at home, he's had a lot of success there, so the one and one you feel fine with you're hoping for two and oh, but you would say, okay, one and one over these three stretch of games, you're kind of hoping for a potential sweep, especially because you would figure with Washington, they're going to have Case Keenum at quarterback. He doesn't really scare you, and we don't know exactly what their team is going to be, but uh, you would think that they're probably one of the easier teams on your schedule. You look at Oakland, again, like we talked about, Kyle, you mentioned how they're going to have all these first-round picks. They could be a really good team next year, but I wonder if maybe just with some of the youth that they're relying on, that maybe they're not quite ready to make that trip to London. For a young team going all the way to London from Oakland, that could be that could be tough for them, a tough environment for them to play at. And maybe a team like the Bears, a little more veteran, they can handle that a little bit better. And if you could go on a nice stretch like that, you go into your bye week before a really tough stretch of games, and then you position yourselves well with a pretty good win-loss record. Yeah, definitely. I I think uh, I'll agree with you that Oakland will probably be infused with some more talent, but it'll probably just be a matter of it still being early for them to really get their chemistry together and, and play in a way that they want to. That may be a team that they probably won't play their best football until – uh, December at the earliest, uh, you know, and, and uh, like I say, you figure in the trip to the England trip, that's not a trip that really suits a team that's trying to get itself together or trying to, you know, stave off uh, injury or stave off any type of, uh, you know, uh, dysfunction. You know, I think the Bears, you know, should be, a, you know, like I say they should have their stuff more together than Oakland going into their trip. And uh, actually, looking over that first five games, 
I think four and one is very reasonable. You know, we'll get we'll do some predicting at the end, but I think a four and one start could be very uh, reasonable there. The season is like like you say, if if they're if they're less than that, it's not the end of the season. You know, but you know, we some fans may feel that way, but I, I say is you know just on the, on the surface tip. You know, before like before anything at this point, when you look at those opponents, I think a four and one start could be, uh, you know, could be very uh, possible there, and that would be you know pretty ideal way to start start the season given the opponents. But uh, as we go uh, past the by uh, the middle of October, now this is a stretch that I'm yeah it's, it could be a bit of a worrisome stretch for me looking at it. Uh, you got New Orleans. The good thing is that you got two of the games at home. You got New Orleans at home. You got the LA Chargers at home, uh, 20th and 27th. Uh, the New Orleans game will be a, uh, an afternoon game, so I guess they're going to try to have that be uh, probably either game of the week or Fox or something like that. Chargers are an early game. Uh, then you go to Philadelphia. So that's the challenge there, I think. Philadelphia. Uh, of course, you know, we got a lot of history in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, Peterson and Nagy have their history. We just come off the playoff loss to Philly. That's going to be that's going to be really the big storyline for that week. Uh, you know, how, how how Philadelphia came in and beat us in that in that game and you know, the way that it that they won and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I wonder how good Philly will be. I wonder if they'll have another slow start this year like they had last year. But regardless of where they they will be at that point, I think they will still be a pretty dangerous team to to beat in, uh, you know, in Philadelphia. And uh, further going further, let's go up to uh, the Thanksgiving game. Uh, again, like last year, they're playing Detroit. In two uh, two times in November, the first time is on November 10th, and then uh, November 17th you got the first Sunday night game of the of the year at LA, as opposed to uh, last year when they came to Chicago. Uh, that'll be on the 17th. Then you got the then you got the condensed week, the 24th. Uh, Giants here. On the, on the 24th, and then quick turnaround to Detroit on Thanksgiving. I was really surprised by that. They're playing a second straight year, but I guess that's one of those things. Again, the Bears are a draw, and when you think of the Thanksgiving games, the Detroit game is typically the, the more blah one. So I think the league sees an uh, opportunity to, to infuse some more energy into that Detroit Thanksgiving game by making the Bears go up there. So, again, that, that makes for another tight window there in November that you know, the Bears managed it perfectly last year, but it'll be interesting to see how they do it again this year. So, uh, what are your thoughts on those October and November games? Yeah, like you said, uh, looking at the first five games, I think if the Bears are healthy, you would expect them to be three and two, four and one somewhere in that area just because of how talented they are and how seemingly they would be more talented than those teams that they played. And then you look after that bye week, and I'm with you that first, those first three games, and as you pointed out astutely, that the first two are at home, so at least a little bit of solace that the Bears are taking on the Saints and the Chargers at home and that you don't have to make two trips out to L.A. or if you have to go to the Superdome, which, you know, maybe in – all real reality, that might be a benefactor for the Bears in case they have to play there for a playoff game. But then you look at the flip side, if they're able to win that game against New Orleans, that would be a potential tie break for potential seeding down the road. Yeah. And so uh, you look at those three games as very critical. I think you want to try to go 2-1 and one out of that group, and you feel pretty good about that. And then, as you pointed out, you've got some games against Detroit. That's a team that you have to beat this year because even though they are probably going to be an accrued football team with the free agent signings that they've made and they've got a top 10 draft, you would think that uh, the Bears have to be able to beat Detroit probably twice 
teams and hope that they can split against the Vikings and the Packers, who seem to be a little bit higher up on the food chain in the NFC North. So very critical game against Detroit, and as you pointed out on Thanksgiving when they played them, uh, I was surprised a little bit by that rematch as well, but I guess it was a close game, and as you pointed out, the draw of the Bears. I mean, if you put the Bears on an island game, you are going to have great ratings pretty much no matter what. Maybe if the Bears stink, you won't, but basically they're almost like the Cubs in a way that Chicago just can't get enough of its team, so they will come out in troves and Obviously, that Los Angeles Rams game is a can't-miss for Sunday Night Football in the NFL. I'm sure they want to see a rematch of those two teams. And those two teams had a, had a fun game in Chicago last year. Uh, of course, it was that freezing game, and uh, Jared Goff didn't look quite himself. It'll be fun to see the rematch and what uh, those two do. And that uh, New York Giants game, don't sleep on that game because the Bears slept on it last year. And yeah. they lost that game cost them some of their seating, so they need to definitely take care of the Giants because that, again, looks to be a team that they should be higher up on the food chain, and they're not going to have a ton of gimmies in October, November, and December, and that may be one of their few. Yeah, outside of the Philly game, of course, given that it was a playoff game, the Giants' loss last year may have been the most painful, and I you know, I had to, had to go back into the situation at the time, but it may have impacted the seeding. You know, the Bears might have had, uh, I think if they won that, they would have had a much better chance, if not a, a complete hold on that second seed that would have got them to buy if they didn't lose that game. So that was, you know, that's the type of tumbling. Well, without a doubt. Kyle, yeah. Because uh, last year the Bears finished twelve and four, and the Rams finished thirteen and three, and they were the number two seed. But the Bears had the tiebreak. Right, because they beat the Giants. Yeah. They would have finished thirteen and three, and they would have leapfrogged over the Rams, and they wouldn't even have played in the first round. You were, it, there, you, there you go. That's it. So I, I was, I was, I wasn't completely sure. I thought that was the case, but I wasn't completely sure. Yeah, but, you're you're completely correct on that. Yeah, so that was like that's see, I think. I wonder how much the Bears will have it on their mind, especially by that time of the season. But that's a game that I think for the fans, like they gotta bring that one in, <laughs> especially yeah, at, especially at especially at home, because that's like yeah, that was a painful loss last year, and, and it wound up affecting the the run, the playoff run quite a bit. So that's that's interesting yeah. there. And 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 again, like I said, that's the middle game of. They do it. They're doing this again. Three games. They had three games in ten ten days last year. So this year is three games in eleven days. So that's that's gonna be a that's gonna be a tough uh, tough uh, sledding there at the end of November. But as we go into the final month, the Bears will at least have a whole week off for the Dallas game uh, that'll follow because that'll be a Thursday night game on Fox. Uh, after after Detroit, and uh, then you got probably three of the tougher games you could have to end the season at Green Bay on December fifteenth, Kansas City at home on December twenty second. You got to figure there'll be a Super Bowl contender, uh, and again, uh, second straight year ending the year at Minnesota. Like, you know, we're not sure where they're gonna be, but there's reason to think that they will be at least a bit better than they were last year and that they're going to be a team that wants to prove something of themselves after falling apart quite a bit towards the end of last year. So uh, December is where seasons are made. The Bears uh, rose up to the challenge last year for the most part outside of that uh, outside of that Giants game. They, they say they beat uh, – they beat Green Bay and clinched the division last year in December. They beat they beat the Rams last year in December. They beat Minnesota in December and kept them out of the playoffs. Uh, what what do you think about these games uh, this year in December? Yeah, funny how there's so many uh, parallels to last year. It's almost like the NFL is trying to help the Bears recreate the magic that they had and give them hmm. almost like same scenarios because you even point out like the end of Minnesota, the three games in 10 days. I mean, even kicking off the season against the Packers, 
even though this sound will be on Thursday night. It's it's really funny how they have a lot of similarities to last year. And looking at December, Definitely. it's going to be again like last year where the Bears are in a good position. They're above 500 and a good spot in the standings by the end of December or by the end of November, like they were last year. That win against Detroit put them in first place and gave them sole possession of it. So if they can uh, put themselves in that position again, you think that they'll probably be favored against Dallas since they'll be at home, but that might be the last time that they're favored for the rest of their games because they could easily be the underdog at Green Bay, at Minnesota, and even at home taking on Kansas City. Uh, I look at that Kansas City matchup, that one just jumps off the page really out of their whole matchup. You look at Week 16, you would think Mitch is going to be basically the player that you can kind of expect him to be at that point. It's going to be a lot of experience, and if he is not uh, progressing at all, we're going to kind of have that, oh man, we should have drafted that other guy. But assuming that that doesn't happen and he does continue to develop, what a matchup that will be against uh, the top two quarterbacks in that draft class. And uh, really two exciting players for the future of the NFL, potentially. And maybe a potential Super Bowl matchup as well. And you know with Sunday Night Football, it's going to be a lot of excitement. Both cold-weather teams, it just it just screams heritage in the NFL. It's, it's got a great mix. And going to Minnesota, going to Green Bay, again, we talked about division games. I'm sure those are going to be very important. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that Green Bay or Minnesota game gets flexed into prime time if the Bears are in contention for the division and one of them are as well. And uh, you look at going to Green Bay, very important game because if you lose that game, the opener to Green Bay at home, you really got to take that game because you don't want to go 0-2 against the Packers if you're going to try to win this division again. Same thing with Minnesota. If you, for whatever reason, falter before that London game going to or playing the Raiders – that's a game where you want to not go 0-2 again against the Vikings because they'll probably be in contention of the division. And that's a tough place to play. And if they're a little bit better of a football team than they were last year, I would expect a lot more desperation out of them. And I'm sure that they were embarrassed by the performance they put together at the end of the year last year. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned the flex, though, because I was thinking that, too. And I was thinking, like, you, you, you hit it on the head perfectly with, the stakes that could be involved in the Kansas City game. I'm hoping that that will be the case, definitely. It'd be a big letdown if it went the other way and the Bears are flexed out of that game for some reason. Like, Or even if, it, even if it's Kansas City, like, you know, that could be a case too. Maybe Kansas City falls off. And, like, but it, however it happens, if you, you want that game to stay in that spot and to be – be just the game that you described as uh, as a potential meeting between two of the great two potentially great young quarterbacks that could be leading the league going forward, and two teams that are going to be uh, you know definitely winning going into that game and possibly on a path to meet each other in the Super Bowl. So uh, you know definitely uh is that's as far as the you know the the December games go. That's the one to circle and and really uh, project for success and see uh, you know if that Kansas if that game on the 22nd is a big one that's gonna be uh, gonna say a lot about the season and looking over as we look over at the at the entire 17 week week slate I was just looking at the games the number of games there are nine games already slated that are outside of that 12 o'clock window that typical 12 o'clock Sunday window and there's a possibility for even one or two more so this is a pretty good year if you're a church goer <laughs> you know <laughs> you know if you if, yeah. yeah you know you don't have to worry you yeah yeah you don't have to worry so much about missing the bears if you if you're if you're a steady church goer so uh you know you like I say a lot of sun a lot of evening games a Thursday game, you know, two Thursday games. That's three Thursday yeah. games. Three uh, Thursday. How about games. Uh, the first noon game right now is slated for October? I don't think I remember a Bears oh. year where they didn't have a noon game in the month of September. Yeah, that's great. Great eye on that one. Yeah, that's. 
I, I, I'm with you there. I, I think we'd have to go if that's ever happened. That it had to have been a long time ago, maybe the '80s or something, or something like well, that. Yeah, I think that's before my lifetime. That's fair, man. Yeah, yeah, pretty. But my, you know, definitely my, uh, my cognizant lifetime as a best fan. But yeah, uh, and I like how looking at the slate again too. I mean, you're talking about a big statement game of basically every time in every month of the season it starts off right away with Green Bay you know another big game in the month of September with Minnesota you can kind of do a coin flip on what state, statement type game those are maybe the Packers just because it's in prime time but even that Minnesota game that's going to be an afternoon island game I'm sure then you look at the month of October as we pointed out you've got Philadelphia you got New Orleans, I think those are huge games. You can even throw the Chargers in there. Then in uh, November, you got the, the I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Rams, and then we just talked about the Kansas City Chiefs and even the Dallas Cowboys in December. So you're talking about really you don't go many more than a couple weeks before the Bears have a very big important game. And if they're healthy and they're as good of a team as we think that they are. It should be an extremely entertaining season, Kyle, because they're going to be playing games that really matter at times of the day where you want to watch games, and especially those island games. Right, right. Okay, so let's put up a shut-up. I've just gone over the schedule, and I'm going to give my first initial prediction for the season. I... We're not going to hold ourselves completely to it. We'll make probably official predictions as we get uh, to the brink of the season um, in, in, in late summer. But looking at this schedule right now, I got the Bears going 11-5. and five. So that would be a one-game digression off of last year. But it's a first-place schedule as opposed to uh, a last-place schedule, which was last year. So let me just give you my games right quick. Like I said before, I think they'll go. I got them going four and one in those those first five games before the bye. I don't know where the loss would be exactly, but I will edge it towards one of the road games, Denver or Washington. Uh, I think maybe some sort of some sort of letdown, some sort of wild happening, maybe at the end of the game would give them one, you know, slide one of those games out their hands. Coming out of the bye. Uh, like I said, the three games, three tough games right away. I'm actually going to give them only one of those games. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm scratching off the Philadelphia game. And I think there may be another letdown at home between the New Orleans and Chargers game. I think this will be a point where the team will maybe have to do some refocusing and maybe just have to steel themselves towards what I think would be a better stretch of games going into November, where I, I will see, I will give them three of those games in November. Um, uh, actually, what I play five games in November, I have them going three and two, but they'll win three of their last four. I think the Rams, I think them winning in LA may be too much, but I have them beating Detroit again twice and beating the Giants. Then, in the Dece then going into December, I got them winning against Dallas, uh, losing at Green Bay, winning the last two Kansas City and Minnesota. So I get, I believe that's eleven and five there. So that would be. I don't know if that would win the division. I would guess it would, if they, especially if they're able to beat. Because I, I guess I get them. I guess I got them going five and one again in the division. So that would be the the key part. And um, you know, eleven and five overall. That's a playoff team. That's a playoff uh, season. Uh, Ryan, you want to offer a, a a prediction on your end? Yeah, you got a, a nice one with eleven and five. I'm just a little bit under, a little more regression. I'm going to go 10 and 6 for them on the season just right now, looking at it. Okay. I think they'll go 4 and 1 in that stretch that you pointed out as well. 
think that's where they can get a lot of uh, a lot of victories, and I think they'll take advantage with the two home games against Green Bay and Minnesota with the division. Even though Oakland's going to be a tough road game, it's going to be tough for Oakland as well. And I think Washington and Denver, they're going to find a way to split between those. So overall, go 4-1 uh, in that uh, first cluster of games. I think uh, looking at the second half of the season, you look at that stretch of New Orleans, Los Angeles Chargers, and uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, probably you're hitting that on the head one out of two. I think they'll find a way to win one of those home games, probably lose the other, and then tough game against Philadelphia. I think they're going to be a really good team this year. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends if Carson Wentz can lead the squad because he's had some trouble doing that, but I really just think that it's a matter of time before that thing gets rolling like it did before he got injured. And overall in the division, I think they'll go 4-2, probably split their two games against uh, the AFC West, so I'll, I'll have them beating New Orleans and losing to the Chargers. But later on, I think I'll have them losing to the Chiefs. Uh, you look at uh, Detroit, I think they'll beat them both times and uh, probably split their last two road games with uh, Green Bay and Minnesota. So that leaves, uh, I believe, Dallas and New York for them uh, to go the rest of the way to 10-6. And, and I think that they'll be able to beat those two teams. 11-5, uh, I think, is probably another good mark. I, I would think between there right now, first blush, and uh, with double-digit victories, they should be, uh, I would think, a wild-card team in the NFC because I think they're going to win a lot of games in the NFC because uh, out of that 10-6 record, two of those losses are coming from the AFC West, so they should be uh, a pretty solid record in the NFC. Yeah, I think, I think the difference between us is that we got, I got them beating Kansas City and you don't, so... Uh, that's basically about Yeah, that's basically the difference there. Um, now, I'm just jumping out on faith with that one. Uh, you know, but I'd say maybe, they, maybe they'll have a little more, like some of the similar magic that they had in the uh, the Rams game last year. Maybe they could slow down Kansas City to a degree. I mean, there's going to be a lot of, awful lot to ask slowing down Mahomes in that offense. <coughs> but, uh, you know, we I think you know over over the course of you know that first year with Mahomes, it'll be kind of hard to see him. You know, he's going to put up numbers definitely again this year, but it'll be I don't know if he'll do as astronomically well this year as he did last year. And um, you know, they already have a little they they got some issues they're dealing with there. They they lost Hunt. You know, Hill is Hill has had some issues. The receiver out there, and uh, you know, I'm you know, I don't know. Kansas City, I, I think they're still gonna be competitive, but it'll be interesting to see where they're gonna be at that point in the season. So, uh, how well that defense kind of gets rebuilt now that they've lost a lot of pieces off of them. Right, that too. Yeah, they uh, where they lost Houston, right, and. Um, you know, lost some other pieces there. I think they re-signed Ford, right? Yeah, but I believe they traded him to the 49ers. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, right, right, sign and trade, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they, like I said, Kansas City, and that was already an issue for them. Their defense, they they're changing coordinators too. So, you know, who knows how that's going to be if they're not able to stop teams? Again, that's could that could be something that uh. You know, hurts them going into the season, but uh, yeah, we uh advise you to look up the Bears' schedule, give give your own predictions if you want to, uh, you know, hit us on hit us on social media with those. You know, feel free, let us know what you, what you're thinking about the Bears' season. We love to hear from you guys, but uh, we're gonna pull uh pull off there with the with the schedule talk. Um, there's a lot lot more to come. As we get closer to the to the regular season, as we uh, start to predict and analyze things going forward, but uh, before we leave this session, uh, I just want to bring up Zach Miller, uh, officially retired this week, and uh, a guy who's really uh, endeared himself to Bears fans and to the Bears organization, definitely with his sacrifice and his uh, his 
you know, his great play that he had leading up to that horrific injury in uh, New Orleans the year before last. And, um, you know, just a tough thing to see that he's uh, had to give up his playing career completely. But he's a guy who, uh, you know, I say just means a lot to the franchise right now at this point, given what he went through and how he's been able to recover is definitely an, uh, something that the, I think the teammates around him is very uh, inspired by. And, that, you know, it's good to see that, you know, he'll have a future, you know, with a functioning leg and, you know, he, he'll be able to walk away from the game with his head high, basically is what I'm saying. And, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts, Ryan, on Zach and, and his uh, – a legacy, I guess, as a Bears player. Yeah, he, uh, just looking at his overall legacy as a player, really talented tight end, and had he been able to find a way to be more durable overall in his career, probably would have been a, maybe not star, but maybe just below that. I mean, a real receiving tight end option. He did some really good stuff with Jay Cutler when he was here, and they became closest friends, and same happened with Mitch Trubisky and Zach Miller, and Miller really provided some nice depth as a backup tight end, and especially the first year for Mitchell Trubisky when he had really no one to throw to. Zach Miller was a huge help for him and his development to have at least a guy that he could go to, and after he suffered that horrific knee injury, it really hurt the Bears' offense, you would just be surprised thinking Zach Miller was that good of a player, but he really was. He was a, a very underrated player. Just the real only issue with him is you just could not count on him for a full season, no matter where he was at. And uh, I'm not sure if it was Jerry Angelo or Phil Emery that brought him in, but uh, whichever one of them did, did bring him in, they saw the guy that he could be and figured at least if we get him in the building, maybe we can try to get him to stay a little bit healthier or at least contain his reps. Unfortunately, it never worked out that way, but the other positive of having Zach Miller around is he's a great locker room guy. He's been a great guy in the community. He's been uh, just a terrific Chicago Bear and uh, both on and off the field has done everything really in the right way. And it was great for the Bears to give him that contract last year so that he could be on the team. And it's sort of sad to see him go. Uh, too bad uh, it couldn't have been more than what it was. Yeah, I'm def- definitely glad that you brought up the impact that he had on Trubisky. Trubisky uh, shouted him out, uh, you know, gave him some props on his hair and everything on uh, Twitter. Uh, it seemed like they have a pretty, pretty uh, solid relationship. And like you said, he was he was big in that first year for Trubisky. He was like, like I said. His, his pretty much his most reliable receiver and a guy who uh, he came to rely on. It's just unfortunate that he couldn't see through that entire season with him. Maybe would have meant more for uh, it would have sped up the progression for for Mitch. I would think if he got to play out that whole whole first season with Zach. But as it is, you know, uh, you you figure Zach is going to be a guy who's going to stay around the franchise. Going to you know, be an ambassador in some ways. Maybe, maybe he'll get in the TV or be, you know, other media in some way. I think he's he's definitely got uh, that sort of appeal going for him too. So, hopefully, we'll get to see more of Zach around the Bears going forward. And uh, regardless of that, he's definitely a guy who uh, uh, was worthy of a footnote in in the the lore of Bears history, given his play uh, for a couple years and. Like I said, that injury and his the sacrifice and the the will that he showed in coming back is definitely something that I know the Bears would uh, are proud of and something that they'd like to uphold as part of their uh, you know part of their whole aura of of, of Bears of you know sacrifice and everything and and, and Bear you know like you know the the whole aura of the what what the Bears mean you know so uh, so yeah that's it there salute to Zach Miller. And uh, salute to the NFL, man. They got us talking about them again in April. They know they know what they're doing as far as uh, divvying out the the off season uh, info in, in such a such a skillful way that make us 
anticipate those uh, September days coming forward. September 5th is uh, going to be a big day. I don't know how many days exactly there are to September 5th. Now that we, uh, we're almost through counting down to end game, we got to count down to something else. So I guess that's going to be the NFL, the beginning of the NFL season. So I'm willing to do that. And, uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be somewhat of a hibernation. We got end game and the draft all in one weekend. So that's at least exciting. And then, uh, yeah, everyone's just going to be foaming at the mouth really until these preseason games get started. And then of course, when, uh, Bears fans and NFL fans alike are going to be rejoicing that first Thursday night. I'm on, I'm on the countdown to camp too. And hopefully, hopefully the Bears, you know, let's put it out there, man. The, Bears, don't be so stingy with your access this year. You know, we got, we are Regal Radio. We've been out to camp before, and we've had an enjoyable time covering camp. Uh, I want to be able to bring Ryan Bukovetsky out there and show you guys what a real reporter's about. So, uh, you know, let's, you know, Bears, don't be so stingy with your access this year. Let, let some websites and some other independent media come down to, you know, we, well, we, we'll probably come down anyway. We might, we might just have to invade them anyway, Ryan. But I, I want, I want to be there with some passes on, man. I want to be there in a official capacity, you know, cause that's what me yeah, and Ryan way. deserve. I'm with you. They're an excited team. We love to cover them. I think we would do a great job covering them and it would just be a ton of fun. And we can offer, I think, uh, a, a definite extra level that perhaps not other outlets can. Yeah, so keep that in mind, Bears PR. And I don't know if they make the final decision there. I think that may come from the coach. Coach Nagy, be be, be a little better than your predecessor. Your predecessor was a little paranoid at times. You know, Nagy, you seem to be a cool guy. You know, let the let the public see you from all angles. You know, we, we, we're tough but fair here at WeAreRegalRadio.com. We so... You know, just know no that. <laughs> All right, so that's it, man. Thanks for thanks for coming through, Ryan. Again, uh, thanks for listening, guys. I say a uh, little. It'll be a little longer than I expected, but so you know, we talk about the Bears. It's hard to stop talking about the Bears. But uh, yeah, Absolutely. this this is gonna be an exciting season going forward, 2019. We're gonna have a lot of fun co- uh, watching and covering the Bears here. So keep. Keep uh keep up with us and uh keep bearing down, y'all. All right. <laughs>